Change is always a challenge. Today, we're speaking with Mike Hayes, the Chief Operating Officer of VMware, about managing change and transformation at scale. VMware is one of the world's largest software companies. My role as a Chief Operating Officer, I am in the center of both the run and the transform for VMware. Like every good organization, you're in a constant state of transformation. That's certainly true for us as we pivot to our SaaS future. Mike, you wrote a best-selling book called Never Enough. Tell us about that. I find that fascinating. Before VMware, I spent 20 years in the Navy SEALs. I also worked at a hedge fund and an IT services company. I'm at this point very passionate about giving back. I've, you know, as a, a SEAL commander running a SEAL team, or or also ran policy and strategy for both President Bush and President Obama and have run or attended hundreds of meetings in the White House Situation Room. And I've had a lot of experiences that few have had the opportunity to have. And so then the question really is, what did you learn and how do you bring that to others, including, of course, VMware? I will mention with the book, all of the profits go to a charity I started that pay off mortgages for Gold Star families. Those are families of fallen service members. And so those families that have paid the ultimate sacrifice are, um, are, are our nation's treasure and deserve to be lifted. And uh, so anyways, I appreciate you asking. Mike, you are in the center of transformation at VMware. Tell us about that transformation. Tell us how you decide where you need to focus. Give us some insight around those that set of issues. Look, I think that in a transformation, the first question for any large enterprise, this is not specific to VMware, is how much conviction and convergence is there around the destination? You know, is there a very clear company vision and what you are going to do and how you're going to do it? No president in the world can make every decision that needs to happen for foreign policy or domestic policy, economic situations, et cetera. So what's really important is to say, who is responsible for what and how is it going to run? And that's effectively what a transformation is, is, is making sure that the organization has really crisp clarity and accountability while you're working toward that vision. You know, so, so if I could simplify, vision is the where and then strategy is the how. So how do you decide where to focus? You talked about that vision, but now narrow it down among the range of possibilities. The first thing is understanding what your organization's differentiation is. So VMware's differentiation is super clear. You know, it's it's in the the world of virtualization has is the foundation of VMware, but that's also been, you know, act 1 and kind of what we call act 2 of the company. Act 3 is really this multi-cloud um, you know, dominance is is really the the word that I would use. Every organization has a finite amount of R&D dollars or SG&A dollars to go spend and invest. So the question really is, where is the highest return on the investment of those dollars? And then, of course, we've got another fascinating topic, which is short-term versus long-term trade-offs, which I deal with every day in the transformation role. How do you execute this kind of transformation? Transformation, as you said earlier, is challenging for an organization of any size, and VMware has got 40,000 employees. The key is understanding how do you organize around the goals of the organization. And so org design and clarity of who's responsible for what is the key. 
So how do you have minimal overlaps and no gaps? You know, OKRs, objectives and key results are a very, you know, uh, commonly discussed uh, framework. There are a million different frameworks for figuring out who's going to do what and how. But as long as your company goes all in on one common framework that that creates a common lexicon, it really boils down to who makes what decision where and how. But still, there are folks who are going to push back against change because their personal goals, their personal objectives, how they're compensated, issues like that may not align fully with the organization as it wants to, as you want it to end up in the future. So again, how do you handle that? How we operate is more important than what we do. Some of the times when I talk and, and are asking me anything, what I'll remind people of is that as long as you're on the right side of ethics, the law, company policy, et cetera, there's no single decision that any one person in VMware can make that's going to that's gonna um, really crush the company. As long as we make decisions and we we act with, with, with um, our biases toward action, then we will win. If your organization fails and learns, you just succeeded. And so how do we make sure that the lessons from our, what we try and learn and, and, and are spread across the company as a whole so that we can absolutely become better every day. And I think if you, as long as you have that focus on how you operate, that's really critical. Sometimes people hold up operations and they think of it very narrowly. Maybe I'm biased, but I think of operations much more broadly. And so we talk a lot in these enterprise large organizations about, you know, how do we interlock with the goals? How do we make sure that the OKRs are, are have the, the, the right amount of overlap and no gaps like I described? Well, that comes from really that one uh, that one team effort and understanding what the person to the right and the left of you are doing on any given day or week or month, and then just communicate really well. Mike, I don't want to belabor this, but how do you even know when there are anti-change forces at work inside an organization, whether it's VMware or anywhere else? Because very often that can manifest as, well, we're not achieving the goals, but we don't really know why. If somebody's incentivized as an individual versus the whole company, it's hard sometimes to put company before self. You know, 20 years in the SEALs, what I always told people was team, teammate, self. And when we show up as one VMware, we're all putting team before self. Now that you're right, that gets really hard for individuals to do. And I find that in a large organization, there's nobody that comes to work and says, what can I screw up today? Everybody's acting out of great intention, trying to do their part. If you help people zoom all the way out and say, well, what is your part in the system? You need to sub-optimize your individual piece of it in order for the system to be optimized. That's a really critical thing. And let's just make this very simple. Let's say it comes down to annual bonus time. As a leader in the organization, if you're applying some really strict uh, mathematical formula on bonus and have no management discretion and judgment, then your organization is set up to fail. Because what you need to do is reward the people who put team before self. So being clear about the vision, the goals, and then being very specific uh, around aligning the incentive structure through the organization to support the vision and the goals that, that you've laid out. Don't ever give people tasks, give them goals. As soon as you give people tasks, you have lost as an organization. Look, all high-performing organizations are essentially the same. They have some sort of a vision that they're trying to accomplish, that, that strategy of how they're going to get there. And then at the end of the day, it's all about people and how people come together to achieve a common outcome. 
And that's really what we do really well at VMware is that I, I do not see, we do not have a culture of me before team. Once we create that outcome and we have that clear vision of how we're going, how do we respect that everybody in the workplace are motivated by different things? Some people, it's just that compensation. Some people, it's having their name up in lights or quality of life and making sure that you're not working 80 hours or, or even 41 hours a week. So no matter what, recognizing that we're all different, we all have different passions and abilities and interests and skills is, is how teams come together. And if you can translate what people's individual motivations are and connect that to the goal and and be very, very genuinely invested in the people so that in your team so that you can make them successful, not by my definition, that's not important. I want to make you successful by your definition of success. When people are working to just a task, you're going to lose. When people are working toward a goal and move out of the way, then, then they have the oxygen in the room that they need in order to go achieve what they're trying to achieve. And VMware is very good at setting that, that, that situation up. Mike, thanks for addressing these very challenging leadership issues. As I have interviewed so many business executives on CXO Talk, it's such a common challenge that everyone who's trying to drive change and transformation faces. Let's talk about transformation at VMware. Tell us about that transformation uh, and the scope of the, of the transformation that you are trying to drive. Let me describe the transformation in kind of two buckets. For simplicity's sake, let's say external and internal. I would describe the external uh, transformation is how do we pivot to an as-a-service business model? I want us to solve another enterprise's problems create economic value through that, and then share that economic value where the customer retains more of that economic value than we do. But if we do that the right way, there's plenty of economics and value to go around. So each organization succeeds and wins together. That ultimately is about, to me, what as a service moves toward, because we're going to give you something that is going to solve a real problem of yours. And we're only going to get paid on a consumption basis. The question really becomes, how do you enable others to solve the business their business problems in the way that that is best for them so that's the external transformation part of transformation is saying what are the things that we could be doing better and for me the ambition that my team and, and, and has taken on is really a threefold transformation internally think of it in very simplistically three layers data is our do we have a modern data architecture and a modern data um a stack Yes or no? The answer was no. We have undertaken what is roughly a three-year journey. We're about two and a half years through it. And we have completely rebuilt our data foundation to massive, massive, massive wins. Since we've done our data transformation, we have increased our no-touch transactions by 15%. We have brought down duplicate records in some cases by 80%. And so that foundation powers everything. And so how do we unify that around a, uh, a, a better estate, a better application estate? And we're doing that. The last part of the transformation, we are creating a commerce application that can transact any of our 40 plus products or our 11 kind of routes to market that, that we have. And VMware is a very, very complicated organization that, that our, our application can simplify. And so that is the elegance in a transformation is to make things that are complicated, simple. Well, it's a com very complex set of issues. You've just spoken about the, the data and technology aspects of your infrastructure. What about the business model? Because that's 
of course, a very important part of this as well that just makes everything more complicated. In any transformation, you also have to wrestle with how long are you going to run two business models? We made the, the decision to um, to be to incrementally roll things out as we build them and as we bring them on. You used to have different parts of the, the software-defined data center, whether it's compute or storage or, or networking, et cetera, that used to be very much operate in isolation. Now, how do you move up that layer and connect everything across? And that's really what our vision uh, strategy folks, and starting with our CEO, and then um, our engineers are backing up and moving toward. And that's going to really, really change the game for this uh, winning the winning in the multi-cloud environment. So the uh, most important aspect of what you're talking about is always product. You have to think it's all about product-led growth. You can have the best operations in the world. You can have the best salespeople in the world. You have to have the products that that um, that that are solving real problems because no amount of operations and sales that um, uh, will overcome average products. And so what I love about VMware is that we have awesome products that that every time I talk to a, a customer or a client, that um, they do backflips about what we do for them. I'm really just trying to highlight the need for a very strong operational ecosystem. So to your wise question and wise point in the question is, that transformation that we're doing from a, a, a customer first um, approach has to feed and be back into our internal transformation and the communication between the two has to be really, really solid and sound. And I would tell you, it absolutely is. And of course, as you're doing this, you must have built redesigned processes, redesigned relationships, breaking down silos across the organization in order to accomplish what you just described. Oh gosh, yeah. How do we embrace the discomfort and say, look, we're making a strategic choice with a vision and then we jump in. And so with that, uh, a lot of the uh, the discomfort that you're kind of referring to here is internal process and policy changes. And especially, you know, um, as an organization can tend to grow up in a very decentralized ways as VMware has, what you can end up with are a bunch of different policies. Let me just pick on, bring this to life for people. Uh, let's just say, Customer churn. Part one of the important metrics in ARR is obviously you need to know your customer churn. Do you count that? You know, 60 days before a customer says, hey, we're definitely not going to buy any more of product X. Or, or do you wait until the last day of the of the, the period? And that makes a major difference on your metrics. That in and of itself isn't the problem. The problem is when you do it differently across the organization. So you just need to pick away and go all in on, on, on what your policies and your processes are going to be. Mike, you mentioned metrics. How does one measure and evaluate the progress of a transformation effort? The most important thing for us right now is, um, is ARR and, of course, our customer satisfaction scores. How do you land on a single way to go measure ARR? It's very simple. It's some combination of, obviously, of, of, of what happens with the installed base of the existing. Is it, it, does it expand or does it contract? And then what do you do that's net new? Like in essence, that's not more, that's not a complicated math problem. But the thing is, is back to the organizational design point, there are different parts of the organization that are responsible for different parts of that. 
You know, the the uh, avoiding churn is a customer success function. Where does the expansion and the renewal kind of function live? Where does the net new sales live? Every organization might do that differently. But what's really great about VMware is we figure that out and we know who's responsible for what. And then to the metrics, the literally the metrics question, how do I, as the chief operating officer role, like empower the CEO or the business unit leaders so that uh, they can look at how they're doing on a single pane of glass and drill in or drill out? and take a look that either by product or by geography or or by size of customer and take different cuts of the data and say, how are we doing? So at the end of the day, are you making money and are our customers really happy? Because if those two things are in place, then everything else supporting it must also be in place at least fairly well. Of course. And we can't neglect the internal metrics around around employee satisfaction. Our, our, I would add on to what you just said, which is are our own VMware teammates super jazzed to be part of VMware and be on the mission? Mike, let's talk about business agility because that's another dimension of that. So share your views on this phrase, this topic that we hear so much about. Agility is one of the most important aspects of any high-performing team, if not potentially the most important. Because you know the um, the ability to react to a, a a business problem or a business opportunity is is way more important than anything else. You have to have the fundamentals, the the elemental foundational aspects and characteristics of a great team in order to respond. The most important thing is to recognize that you've probably already determined your outcome from that that crisis by everything that you've done over the past year or two years or three years, the foundation that you've built. And in the moment, you can only change things so much. And so what's important to me is you need one playbook. And so if you very quickly can identify a problem or an opportunity, dissect that down and say, here's what we want to come out of this. Here's how we're going to organize. Here's how we're going to communicate. Here's how we're going to we're going to check in. Here's how we're going to govern. Those are the things that will determine the ability to react in the moment. And that's what true agility is. You know, in the SEALs, I used to say, you know, we'd, we'd always go in with a plan, but our plan was for the plan to change. So we were already ahead of the situation because we knew that whatever we planned was going to be different. Can you describe the practical steps you've taken at VMware to ensure that there is this organizational agility? Again, VMware is such a large organization and agility is hard in a large company. Let's say that a situation arises and you need to, you, you've got a product that isn't doing well enough quarter in, in a given quarter. You know, or or internally, you're not on we're we're not on the on track to to deliver something that we we need to deliver. What do you do? What you need to do is say, okay, are we all? Do we all have the same vision on where we're going? Yes or no? If yes, great. If no, have the conversation around vision. Okay. Then from there, you say, okay, why aren't we achieving what we're what we think we're we're what we're planning and desiring to achieve? What's the diagnosis of that down to that root cause? And, and if you can really get to the really clear diagnoses, it's often some sort of a gap in org design and clarity of who's responsible for the different pieces and parts that collectively add up to go achieve that outcome. Those people might be distracted on 10 other things that they're also working on and they have too many things on their plate. That's a perfectly legitimate reason. And so as long as you can get to that clear diagnosis, then you can do something about it. Then you can have the conversation. Mike, what are the challenges of driving or creating or building organizational agility? I think one of the most important things is to understand that uh, that when you're working in a in a team that needs to be agile, 
that there are going to be people who are exercising and flexing new muscles. And so with that, what you need to do is, is have the conversations around the, um, the, the, the things that you can be doing better and the, and, and, and look, no one's judging anybody. You know, it, it's, it's like in life, like coming off of a SEAL mission, we could have had it go really, really well. But the thing is, we don't spend time talking about what went well. We spend our time talking about what didn't go well enough because that's where the highest return on the investment of that time is. How do you push an organization to be a little bit more or a little bit faster or a little bit more decisive? And, and, and then when you have to flex those new muscles, how do you help everybody understand that you're genuinely coming from a place of care and compassion and commitment to the larger necessary transformation? Are there metrics or KPIs that one can use to evaluate business agility? Like any set of metrics, you can't have just quantitative or just qualitative metrics. But what I would say is in this area, it's way more qualitative than it is quantitative. I've not, I can't think on the spot of very many quantitative metrics that I've used in my life to measure agility. It has mostly been by having the real conversations with people around the ability and the speed to pivot. You know, generally agility can be equated with speed, but that's not the only, that's not the only metric speed. It could also be what, what direction are you heading in and, and, and how quickly does a team embrace the new idea? You know, if all of a sudden the, the, the team needs to, you know, instead of moving left, they need to move right. How well does everybody all of a sudden get behind that? You know, and, and, and so there are a lot of, a lot of dy team dynamics here that most importantly don't start with the quantitative numbers. Mike, given all of this, what advice do you have for folks, for business leaders who are driving large scale organizational change or transformation? I'd say balancing patience versus impatience is one of the most important things. You have to have impatience in order to be a, a successful change agent, in order to drive change. You have to want everything yesterday. However, you also have to recognize that you can't do everything yesterday. So it goes down to that prioritization muscle or the prioritization engine. At the end of the day, you, you, you have a sequencing of, of events in order on your change plan, your transformation plan. How do you, more importantly than, than what you do, how do you decide what you don't do? I talked earlier about short-term versus long-term tensions. I have a finite amount of focus and energy that we can place on either run the business or transform the business. What percentage goes into transform and what goes into run? If I go give everybody what they need right now in the run, I will not properly transform. So a lot of my job at VMware has been to say, hey, we're going to put all of our energy in the transform and I will deliver you a transformed product or, or process or, or system way faster because I'm putting much more of our energy into the transform. I'm not saying that I have the right answer for everybody's individual situation. All I am saying is be really, really thoughtful and uh, decisive around how you balance long-term, short-term, patience, impatience, et cetera. And then the last thing I would say is balancing confidence and humility. You know, you, you know, you have to have a constant questioning, a constant humility of what don't I know and what might I be missing? Because if you don't do that, then every step of the way, as soon as you think you're sure about the path you're going down, the thing that I'm sure of is that you won't, you, you will miss something if you don't have the constant uh, skepticism and questioning. When I walk into an organization and I say, who's in charge here of what we're not doing? Nobody ever raises their hand because they don't think like that. Everybody gravitates to that positive space of the what is. 
How do you think about the what isn't? So what I'll try to do is make sure that we have the conversations and have that humility to very quickly say, hey, I was wrong. You know, let, let, let's let's go the other direction. Thanks for bringing in the other ideas. It seems like awareness, situational awareness and self-awareness also are very important for folks who are going to be successful managing in the way you just described. It's so true. And that's one of the things that I bring from my past life in the SEALs. As soon as you think you have the idea, I'll tell you, you're, 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 you're quite possibly wrong. All you need to do is say, I have an idea. And then you have a group of people who, who are really smart, who are really experienced, who figure out out of all of the ideas that get brought forward, how do you find the best idea from the group? And that is to your point around, really, that is a process. That is an operation. Awesome. Mike Hayes, Chief Operating Officer of VMware. Thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. It was absolutely my pleasure. Such a great time and great conversation. Thank you.